Next on BYU Sports Nation, hour two of our signing day special. Meet the new recruits via the experts who did the actual recruiting. Head coach Kalani Satake joins us in Studio B to discuss the 2016 class in the first 45 days of his head coaching career. Plus, new offensive coordinator Ty Detmer and defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki on set to profile each one of the signees. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Just sign on the dotted line. BYU Sports Nation Broadcasting and Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. National Signing Day. Wednesday, February 3rd, wherever and however you have chosen to dial in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with 2006 BYU Broadcasting signee, Jerem Jordan. One of the best choices I ever made in my entire life. In fact, maybe the best. My wife would argue that it was second best. But yes, it was fantastic to be here on signing day. It was a fun show earlier in the day. And now we get to break down the signings with the coaches. It's great. And it takes a while to get to know how good this class is, right? Some guys will contribute right away. Some guys go on missions. But it's fun because it's football in February, baby. Got the music rolling. We're feeling good in Studio B. I just have one question, Jerem. You had one assignment for me this morning. Bring me a piece of that cake. I told Kalani Satake it was his job, but we'll talk to him, I guess. Whatever, man. (laughs) All we wanted was a piece of cake, Reno Mahe ate your piece. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hour two of National Signing Day. Over the next hour, we'll meet each and every one of those new football recruits at BYU, as we just mentioned, with insight from head coach Kalani Satake and the coordinators. Our Twitter question today, what's your reaction to the 2016 BYU signing class? Use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. To me, my reaction is excitement. I know it's going to take a while to uh, learn everyone's name, learn the pronunciation. We'll go over all those guys today. But a ton of fun because some of these guys will contribute on this team right away. First tweet in from Fred Warner Sr. at Panamanio 435 says, I can tell you this. It's a great day for my family and especially my boys. They won't disappoint. Hashtag this is why. Yeah, a lot of people are excited. One, because it's uh, signing day. But two, it, that it's Kalani Satake and this is staff's. Uh, first class, what could they do in six weeks? We saw the benefits of uh, the recruiting emphasis. It's, it's what Kalani Satake always talks about. Recruiting is the lifeblood of the program. We have mentioned his name quite a few times thus far in the first two minutes of the show. And now the head football coach at BYU, Kalani Satake, joins us in Studio B. First and foremost, Coach, uh, how's your mental state right now at the end of a whirlwind day? I'm excited. I, I mean, thank you for having me, by the way. And just... Uh, I ate enough cake, so sorry. <laughs> I probably took the cake. But yeah, I, I, um, I'm excited. Just with, with the other coaches, I know that we're excited about the young men that we're bringing into the program. Um, but really excited to just showcase what we have as a, as a program and a football team with our players and our coaches. And um, there's a lot of excitement going on. And, and uh, you know, with the signing day, getting ready for spring ball. Uh, it's just it's really good, and it's, and it's an honor to be here. I'll ask you next time for the piece of cake. Yeah, I don't I'll, trust I'll bring him it to anymore. you. Okay. I'll, I'll bring it All to right. you. Hand-delivered. <laughs> how was this different as a head coach for you? Uh, it's different. Just to, just um, as far as recruiting, not really that much different. Going out and, and um, you know, just, just being able to represent what you want for, for the program. But different just because it's BYU, and it felt more natural than anything. Um, that, that was a path I chose, and being able to just – speak from experience as it was a little bit unique for me and and uh it was pretty easy seeing how uh you know a guy like this can end up um you know with so much to offer just because of the decision to come to BYU was huge for me so the, yeah uh it was a cool experience as a head coach it, it's it's awesome but uh I think recruiting is is with everyone involved and uh I have a great coaching staff and support staff that helps me get the job done Certainly when a new coaching staff comes into play and there are certain recruits out there wondering, well, am I, is my commitment still going to be there? Do I look other places? You wonder if you're going to lose some people. But from everything we've heard, you, you kept everybody. How in the world did you pull that off dealing with a staff that has only been together officially for about two weeks? Well, I think the, the main part is it's a huge um, compliment to those guys that st- stuck with their co- their commitment, um, just the character that they are. And, and I think just being here, um, even though they're committed before, they just really want to be part of BYU. And um, I think once they got to meet the coaching staff and got to meet, meet the coordinators, I think it was a lot 
easier for them to say, yeah, let's go. And, and I think they felt, felt more at ease. But for the most part, those guys are really good as far as keeping the commitment, know where they want to go. And I think the, the coaching staff and the coaching change just, just made an easy transition for them to stick with the commitment. You get the job in December, and then you, you're thinking like, okay, six weeks from now is signing day. What kind of challenge was that to go after those guys and, and bring in some other guys? It, it was difficult, but, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I mentioned it before in the press conference, that's, that's what we live for is recruiting and being able to share the experience that we had as players and uh, the coaching staff that we hired. It was an easy transition for them to go out and do it too. So the, just being able to sell the school wasn't, wasn't that hard for those guys um, because they lived it, you know, and, and uh, the others that, that, that didn't go to school here, they, they lived it too and they, they, they understand the community. And so um, it's an easy sell once you get on campus and you get to meet the students and you get to see the rock and you get to um, experience the faculty and the staff and the support and the community. It's, it's unbelievable and it's an easy sell itself. You're not that far separated from your actual college experience. You're still a young guy. Thank you. Yeah, I try. I try. Well, welcome. I don't try that hard. I, <laughs> I need to try harder. But when, yeah. When you're on campus with the recruits and you're walking around now as the head coach, what kind of thoughts do you have about about your experience? And when you're saying I'm relating my experience to them, does it feel like it was just you know not that long ago? Yeah, I mean it. It. it you like to think that it was just yesterday. You know, I think in my mind, life just took off after I graduated. And so, um, and I, I've loved every part of it, you know, meeting my wife here and, and the great people that I, that I knew at BYU, but going through the whole campus, it just, it was surreal and it's been, it's been awesome. So when, when you guys get older and gray, like I am, <laughs> the UK guys can go through that yourself, but the stairs are still really long from the bottom up. And I just, <laughs> I thought it's 2016. I thought they'd put like escalators in yeah. there or something by yeah. now. But yeah, that that I, I try not to hit those stairs now. Uh, that that'd be power five money to uh, get the escalator there. Okay, give us an idea of what it's like um, to recruit someone in general. Okay, Spencer is let's say a three star out of Fontana, California. He's neighbors with the, Nicole Williams, Mission First guy, receiver four seven forty four six forty. What's the process like of trying to get him to come to BYU? I mean, when do I DM and then DMing, texting, mm-hmm. Snapchat, all this stuff. Yeah, we, we try to do all of, uh, all of the um, NCAA allows us to do as far as contact, uh, interaction with them. But uh, as soon as they get to know our players and get to know our, our, our staff and get to know more about BYU, the better. And so the hardest part is just recognizing who they are. But um, at BYU, our focus is going to be on the LDS athlete. And so I think it's a little bit more narrowed. But at the same time, we want to make sure that these guys fit the what we're trying to get as far as identity and, and, and what we want in this football family, you know. So um, there's a lot of really good LDS athletes out there, and we want to make sure that we get to them first and, and, and make them feel the love of, of being part of the BYU family and the experience, and that's the key is just try to get them interested in that. But we have enough resources and enough, you know, I guess we got enough um, to showcase that, that I think these guys should be interested. Based on my description, would you have recruited Spencer? Easily, yeah, yeah. Okay. easily. Okay. I wouldn't have recruited you because you didn't deliver the cake. You know, you got to be, be accountable. Oh, I'm definitely a walk-on, and Ty's mentioning my name in the press conference, probably. Yeah. Oh, you got to bring that up when Ty's uh, in here. Oh, that will not go. Uh, yeah, overlooked when Ty comes in studio. Speaking of Ty, uh, the other day I was talking to him about some of the unique experiences he had recruiting, and he mentioned a one-day trip to Hawaii, and I thought, wow, that's, uh, that's quite the adventure. Uh, what were some of the more unique or, I guess, cool experiences that you had during this recruiting process? Well, that was fun. The, the, the cool part is seeing all our assistant coaches in the homes and uh, connecting with the families and um, just the, um, I don't know, it was, it was really nice to see how easy it was for them to connect with the recruits and the families. And, you know, Ty, being in Hawaii, I was with him. We, we landed, I think we were there for like six, seven hours. And he, I think he wanted more of the experience, but... Tell them let's you know let's do it next time. <laughs> we gotta get these guys recruited. But yeah, it was um, it was cool, and we're in the North Shore, and and um, we're eating outside at this. There's a place that we're eating, and people kept driving by and recognizing Ty, and kept pulling over and taking pictures. You know, not the not the head coach. They wanted to see, <laughs> see the Heisman Trophy winners, but that was really fun to see him and interact with people. And I just you know it just it was it was cool, and that. He played so long ago, but just the impact that he had on and that community that, you know, myself and Coach Tuyaki, we all we all came through that community. So it was a special. 
There are six guys that are not currently uh, back from their missions but will be on the roster for the fall. We mm-hmm. want to talk about uh, some of those guys for a second. But uh, one that sticks out from those six return missionaries is Uriah Leatawa, a guy that was going to go to Stanford but then changed and went to BYU. He's among those six. What do you think of that group of six? Well, Uriah is a special player. I mean, he, he I tried to recruit him. Um, when I was at a different school, and, and I recruit that area, that Compton area, and he's uh, a special talent. He had, I think he had pretty much everybody coming after him, and so uh, that, that's a guy that wants to be here at BYU and wants to go through the experience. I think we could, you know, Coach Tuyaki's excited about using him. So uh, that, that group of, of players are, are really good, and um, I'm excited that I know all of those guys. I mean, I try to recruit Isaiah Kalfusi and try to change his mind, you know, but uh, it, things, things happen for a reason, and I'm, I'm here as a head coach, and I'm delighted that I get those guys. And it was, I was, it was an honor for me to lose them now that I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, collecting. Glad I didn't yeah. win you. Yeah, exactly. That's funny how that works. <laughs> Kalani Satake, the head coach of BYU football in his first season, joining us in Studio B. It is National Signing Day. We just talked about some of the returned missionaries and the overall recruiting process. Up next, we talk big picture for BYU football. And what the first 45-ish days have been like for Coach Satake. This is BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation, back to work, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We have the head football coach, Kalani Satake, in studio. But first, tomorrow night, and I wonder if Kalani will be there. We'll talk to him. He was there Saturday. Men's basketball versus St. Mary's. Huge game for BYU. 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. I don't blame you if you're not, though, because signing the signing <laughs> class is over. And if you take time off, that's totally cool. I want to be there. I mean, I, I, the, the bat, last time I was in the Marriott Center, that was awesome. It was, it was a cool feeling. And I, I get I get into it too much though. You can hear a lot more in the in Marriott Center, especially when you're sitting that close, giving it to the other guys. You know, <laughs> I, I blame myself for for urging uh, Emery to shoot a three pointer, like because the other guy was talking. I was like, just shoot it, shoot it, just show him. And he, he made it, so I I should be coaching. You know, <laughs> clearly basketball. basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. paging Dave easy. Rose. Just shoot it, right? That's, that's an easy. Job. <laughs> can no, we? T- can Coach we talk Rose about does a great job, but yeah, I, I I'm not going to be at the game because. Uh, I have to go to Oregon and, and um, move the family back, which I'm excited to do because I miss them. So, yeah, get the family back over here in Provo and uh, get to the next game. Been a long six weeks for sure yeah. uh, out recruiting. Let's talk about Saturday for a second. You, you talk at halftime. You give a speech there. What was that like? Because that reception was something else. Yeah, it was, it was actually an, an emotional part for me because I was standing there and, and they, were, you know, they did the highlight and they introduced the whole staff and, just watching all the guys go out there and just seeing them in the middle of the court was like, it was really good for me to see. And it's just, I just, I got kind of emotional, you know, but um, I tried not to, I didn't, I didn't think that would be a good time to break down and cry in front of the whole, the whole, all the fans. But um, it just, the, the overwhelming support is just awesome, you know, and then it just shows how strong Cougar Nation is and, and the fans and the support. And so, yeah, I just had to gather my thoughts and, and, and uh, tell them how thankful we are as a football program and a team and coaches and, and uh, just really excited about the fans that we have because they're the difference. I mean, they're, they're the, they are the X factor and they're the, they're the difference. They've been doing it for decades and looking forward to having them be a huge strength for us this fall. A staff that dabs together wins together. Yeah, right? it, wasn't, it wasn't. I don't think I kind of I kind of messed it up because I didn't tell them that that was going to happen, you know, but I think if you just – Everyone does it now, but I guess it'll go old, with just like the Roger Rabbit and all the other movies. That, <laughs> I don't even know what movie that is. The Cabbage no Patch. I know. Oh, the, yeah, I'm with I, you. I used to yeah, dance. Know you know, yeah. I don't look like it, but uh, about 150 pounds ago, I used to dance. Yeah, so I, I know a little bit of what's going on. It was a solid dab. We're seeing the dab on the TV side of this. This is great. Then the Shaka sign as well. The Y and yeah. the dab and boom. Just want to make sure that uh, you know we we've had a sign for for forever. I mean, that's that's the Y in sign language and. We're going to rep it. So we'd like to see everyone wear the, the Royal and Navy, but that's our, we own the blue. That's, that's our deal, especially if it has a Y on it. But you always got a Y with you no matter where you go. Kalani Satake, the head coach at BYU, with us in Studio B. It's National Signing Day. Obviously, the next major step for you is to move your family back to Utah. But in terms of football, what's the next major to-do item on your agenda? Yeah, it's getting ready for spring ball. And, and um you know, having having Coach Detmer and Coach Tuyaki 
establish what they want to do as far as foundation on the defense and offense, and then Ed establishing that in the defensive backfield, but also with the special teams. And so we we start in, in a month spring ball and, and um, yeah, put the pads on and, and hit and get tougher and get stronger. And, uh, yeah, it, it, we'll just go through the next process, and in the meantime, we'll keep recruiting. What have you learned so far in the six weeks as head coach that maybe surprised you? Just love BYU. I really do. And, and um, I've, I, it's, it's been really – it's been fast like crazy, but I've enjoyed every second of it. And um, it's just, you know – just from the fans, Cougar Nation, everything about it has just been really impressive to me, and, and it's been humbling being in this position. But, yeah, I really want to win because of what, what we're going through, and I think it's really motivating for the players. I know it is for me as a head coach, and it, I know it's for our coaching staff the same way. Sometimes the process of putting together a staff and getting all that finalized, man, it, it's, it's hard not to be impatient because you just want to get going and have everybody in place. But are you, are you set now? Is everything where it needs to be for you to move forward in terms of a staff? Yeah, we we have a couple um, support staff members that are will be joining us soon, and um, you know they'll, they'll we'll announce those in the next little bit. But for the most part, we have our our coaches, and we have enough to start working on getting things going. We've had our strength coach Nuutafisi working with our guys, and they're, and they're killing it in the weight room and killing it in the running. And so um, we as coaches need to start joining them. We we have our fitness goals that are due. You know, next week, and we're going to start working out and trying to work off all the all the uh, the recruiting, being on the road that many all those all that time last six weeks, and you know, trying to get working on it. But yeah, we're excited to get the the football program in full swing. Is Jamal Williams enrolled this semester? Yes, and he's doing a great job, and he's uh, he he is motivated to be great, and I. I I've been really fired up with what I'm seeing from him. So, yeah, he's he's taking the leadership role of the team, and, and he's running with it. And so we're excited to, to have him back. And, and I just I love having him on the team. He's he's a – I mean, I don't know. He's unique. He's different. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can say yeah. that. But it's fun. And, and I, I just – he's genuine and he's himself, which is I, – I encourage him to be that. And what's the recruitment like of, of Taysom Hill? Or or is there? Is that just his decision? Or are you saying, hey, we'd love to have you? Or? Oh, yeah. We, we, we need Taysom, you know. And so – that's the um, spoken to him a number of times, and I think that you know he's going through the process. I think he'd be a be better you know better person to speak to, but I just know that we love him and we want him to be part of our football program, and we're 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 better with him on our team. Speaking of Jamal Williams, his mom at UCLA grad ninety Nicole chiming in on Twitter saying, "I like in regards to the recruiting class, got some big boys." <laughs> She's very loud on Twitter, and we appreciate that. Uh, and I, what is it like to have uh, those type of relationships with the parents where they feel so at home to just be able to chime in and tweet in whatever they want, whenever they want? Well, it's nice having their support. And then it, it, it goes from their sons onto the family, and, and it's, it's nice getting the support. I actually need to call her and talk to her because – we, with everything that's going on, we haven't had much time to really connect with all the parents. But you can talk to we, her right now. We are gonna do that. <laughs> Hello, and, and and I'm getting back to you. Yeah, so we're gonna take care of your son, and you know, we, we for everyone on our team, we take care of our guys, and uh, just it you know it helps having bigger guys block for the running backs, and I know all those running backs will appreciate. It. I know Algie and, and Jamal and, and the whole crew will enjoy having our guys be bigger and stronger up front as far as getting knocked knocked back on the line of scrimmage. We'll end with this, Coach. I know a lot of people are excited about the Royal, and you're rocking a Royal blue polo right now. What kind? Of, what role will Royal play moving forward for BYU football? It just feels right, you know. I, I mean, I I'll wear anything with a Y on it. That, that's no matter what shade of blue it is. But um, this is just feels right for me, and so I, I'll, you know, I don't have a problem with the other stuff. I just why not ha- why not adopt it into our deal? It's been it's been ours for so long, anyways. So why don't have a you know an accent color? that I choose to wear more often than the others. No bibs? No, please. I, I wore the bibs. <laughs> and it's, yeah, don't do that ever. Uh, I don't mean to, you know, frown on whoever did it or, or thought the idea. Sure, but why not? Yeah. N- nothing, no offense, but just don't bring that back. <laughs> Good well, we've got the royal blue blue goggles on set just for I you, see Coach. Yeah. So, uh, All right. Well, yeah. Those are for you. You can keep those. Really? Yeah. I think, yeah. I think yeah. Coach Tuyaki would like them. <laughs> yeah. <night>. Yeah. <laughs> But we, we, now, we have now Dave, Dave Rose, Rose and, now, and Kalani Satake. Oh, did he? Do, yeah, I love the yeah, Coach Rose. So yeah, if he wore this, did he take them? This, 
I don't know if we gave him to Dave. We I'm, need to I'm, give him I'm, to Dave. I'm taking this. Yeah. Okay. These, yeah. I think he said well if they deserved. won the league, he'd, he'd wear them more often. <laughs> Coach Detmer would look cool in this. Maybe I'll let him <laughs> try it on, too. We got plenty. You take those with you. Oh, Coach, great to have you in studio. B, congratulations on a great recruiting period, and we look forward to the future. Enjoyed it, guys. Thank you so much. Go Cougars. Little Help. does Kalani know that, like, 200 people's avatars on Twitter are going to be that picture now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Do it. I don't care. We'll rep the blue glasses. a baby. The blue blockers. Thank you. Up next, we start to meet some individuals in the recruiting class with the defensive coordinator, Elisa Tuiaki, on set. Oh, there's the cake. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Welcome back, sports friends. Signing day on BYU TV and BYU Radio. This is BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Game of the century, as we've called it, tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time, St. Mary's, who is a ranked team in the coaches' poll, would be a top 50 RPI win if BYU wins that tomorrow night. Check it out on BYU TV and BYU Radio, 9 Eastern tomorrow. Twitter question today. What's your reaction to the 2016 BYU football signing class? At Cole underscore Duke says, I can't pronounce any of their names, which means I'm totally hyped. <laughs> the more abstract the name, the better sure, talent. Sure, <laughs> yeah, you betcha. Joining us now in Studio B is our next guest, the defensive coordinator at BYU, Elisa Tuiaki. Coach, good to have you back in Studio B. Thank you. Great to be here. Can Appreciate you help it. us? pronounce all of these names correctly i'll try to i mean all those vowels next to each other i mean that's <laughs> just a shot in the dark we'll see <laughs> let's start with uh, the linebacker out of spanish fork utah salofa funa as we go fast go hard with all of these recruits what can you tell us about uh, salofa salofa is a great young man he's been he's been uh, committed for a while um which i think tells you a little bit about him and just the type of kid that he is as far as him wanting to be at byu and there wasn't really anything that could come in and change his mind um, and so he, he's our kind of guy. We're, we're, we're pumped up to have him. He's, he's physical. He's big. And uh, like I, I, I've talked before about certain defenders, the last six inches, if they're violent right before he hits, then, then they're keepers. And this kid is, is that type of guy. He's very, very violent. He's, he you know, both put his hand on the ground as well as played inside backer. Um, and so he, he's a guy that I think will be able to give us uh, some multifaceted talent um, to the field. And if, if a player is, uh, you think he's going to be here this fall to play, let us know. Okay. Do, yep. No, is he, he, is he'll, he this he'll be on a mission. He'll be on a mission. Be on a mission. Okay. mission first. Yep. Drew, Drew Jansen, uh, six foot two defensive back, Brighton High School, Santa Utah. Yeah, Drew. Okay. So, so Drew was uh, a guy that we were recruiting at other schools as well. And, um, you know, there were a lot of really good football players that came out of Brighton during the years that he's been there from a sophomore, junior, senior year. And I've always, I've always, thought that Drew was was a special player. I mean, he's a guy that stuck out, that played quarterback, he played receiver, he can play running back. He, he was the safety. punter. He, he did everything. Wow. And so he's just an overall really good football player, you know. And, and so guys that are just ball players are guys that you can get on your team and do a bunch of different things, and he'll be playing safety for us, and we're really, really excited about him. And mission, right? Going on a mission yeah. first. Yeah, yep. he'll graduate early in March uh, so he can get an early start on that mission. Yep. And he's already got his call, and he's, he's headed out soon. Up next is another of the Kafusis, Jackson Kafusi, yeah. uh, who originally was not uh, planning on BYU after a little while and then decided that this had to be the place for him. The linebacker, 6'2", 205, also from Brighton High School out of Salt Lake. What can you tell us about Jackson Kafusi? We are excited about him. Um, you know, like you mentioned, he wasn't a guy that, was, that, was, uh, we, that we thought would be here. But, uh, you know, I, his story is really cool. Can I share a story? Sure. Is that all yeah. right? so, he, so he... He had been uh, he had been looking at other schools, uh, majority all Pac-12 schools, and kind of thought that he would end up there, and we did too when we were out recruiting. And then um, the part that we didn't know is that he had decided that he was going to come to BYU no matter what, and his parents were like, "Well, do they know that?" <laughs> and so <laughs> so he ended up so he started going to the temple uh, every morning at five o'clock. He started praying and fasting and just really believed in his heart that this was the place for him and he wanted to end up here and a chain of events happened where Kalani ended up uh, running into him and you know talking a little bit and then a couple of days later uh, we offered him and he jumped on board the the very next day and and was committed and so that was a a cool story and I think that tells you a little bit about him and just the type of of kid that he is I think he's another guy that's our kind of guy Um, really really strong religious kid 
as well as uh, I've got another story about him. Is it all right if I share that one? Keep going, <laughs> dude. The Keep mic going, is yours, man. So, so, so I'm I, I'm at Brighton High School, walking through the halls. I've already talked to him, and he's solid. And, and uh, I'm walking by, and uh, he's he's coming the other way. This is the second time that I see him in the hallway, and one of his teammates, an underclassman. Um, I, you know, I think the coach has told them to don't walk around with your hood and your earphones in. You, you look like a zombie. And so he, <laughs> so, so Jackson looks over, right? Right. As we're, we're, we're passing each other and he's like, and, and he points at his ear, take it out. And so the kid takes his hoodie off and takes off the earphones. And I was just like, dude, this, this dude is like, you know, he, he's legit. So I think he's a leader. You know, the kids respond to him. And just from what the coaches told me, great teammate, great teammate. So we're, I, I think that we're getting a lot with, with Jackson coming here. We're excited about him. Herkley Latu, linebacker, 6'3", from Kahuku. Herk is rangy. Uh, he is a, so Kalani ran into him when he was a sophomore and originally offered him um, at another school. Uh, as well and he was wearing a BYU shirt and so he's another kid that kind of grew up thinking I want to play here Uh, he had a bunch of options to go different places but at the end of it um, you know obviously he's he's coming here and we're excited about him but he's a long-rangey kid that uh, can play he's playing he can play safety and backer he's going to end up being a backer for us and so the the three you know the backers that we've got are really really long and rangey and so it makes for small windows and and uh when Ty Detmer's trying to throw all these little three-step, you know, pass game, we're going to try to see if we can muddy things up for his quarterback <laughs> with all those long arms in the way. <laughs> At 6'4", 256 pounds, a defensive tackle, Freddie Levi from Fontana, California. Yeah, so Freddie is going to end up playing uh, defensive tackle. So he played D-end, and uh, his body, I mean, he, he looks like a linebacker up top, but he looks like a defensive lineman, you know, downstairs with his his uh, you know his legs or tree trunks. He's He is going to be a big kid and if you know uh anything about polynesians after they graduate and go on missions the yeah the poly blood kicks in and they just get a little bit heavier like 30 40 pounds heavier and so <laughs> we expect him to come back and be a, a very very twitchy explosive inside defensive tackle we're, we're really excited about him too another fontana kid that's where jamal williams is from by the way and uh devon blackman atunaisa mahi did i say yep, that correctly yep atunaisa mahi Mahe. Uh, mahe. Not yeah. Mahe, that's underwear. Mahe, in yeah, Mahe is underwear. You can call Reno that. That's fine, <laughs> but don't call this kid that. Yeah. So, uh, so Nysa is, uh, is another. He and I were in the same ward at Taylorsville when I was, when I was uh, coaching at another school. And a great, great young man. I I'd had the chance to be around him for two years while we were there in the same ward. And he's a kid that's going to go on a mission first, but he is, uh, looks like a refrigerator with a micro- microwave on top of his shoulders, like that type of build. Um, <laughs> he is wide, and he is going to be a load to take care of. And so he's got a little bit shorter than some of the other guys, but he's got uh, great leverage and is built for, for taking care of the inside. And so we're happy to have him as well. Yeah, Steve Kafusi explained him as a pit bull with a ninja mentality as well. Ninja. So. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Darius McFarland, another defensive tackle on the list, 6'3", 250 pounds, out of Brigham City, Utah, and Box Elder High School, a high school teammate of uh, current running back Riley Burt. What does Darius bring to BYU? Darius is athletic. Darius is a, you know, you want to have your, your, your pluggers inside. You also want your athletic, you know, guys that can play uh, a five technique against tight ends when we're playing bigger teams that use the tight end. Then, then you want a guy like him that can play three technique and go inside and still anchor down. And so he's a guy that uh, will have the ability to play both uh, strong side end as well as inside uh, tackle because he's athletic. He's he's played you know running back, he's played fullback and tight end, and so he's a guy that is nifty for a big person. He's even catching passes in his uh, highlight film as well. So hey, oh, yeah. pretty good, pretty good, good athlete. Keenan Peely, uh, linebacker, six three from Tempe. Keenan is another one of those rangy guys that's going to make it hard for Ty to, to throw in those. Uh, that's in those kind of the goal, right? Make it hard yeah. for Ty? Yeah, yeah. Make, make it as hard as possible for Ty. So he, he, we're excited about him. His, his brother is uh, Keenan's brother's coming off his mission this Friday, and he'll be here, and so they'll be able to play together for a year before Keenan takes off on his mission. But, uh, you know, another long, rangy, athletic linebacker, uh, great open field tackler, and great kid. Love his parents. His mom is the best recruiter that I've been around. So we got to bring her to all our recruiting chips because she's really good. <laughs> up next, a guy who was uh, up until pretty much the last few days, uh, we thought a Utah guy, Alema Pilimai, who is now with BYU out of Tustin, California at 6'4", 205. Brian Logan said earlier today, he reminds me of Alani Fua. <laughs> 
you're going to love him. He's a really, really good kid. Um, you know, we're excited. Obviously, we're excited, super excited to have him. Um, another rangy, tall, athletic linebacker, good open field tackler, tough, tough kid. Um, and uh, I think it's a good, good, uh, good get for us. Keanu Saliapaga, D lineman, 6'6, 265 from Lakewood, California. Yeah, so Keanu is a, is, a, is a load. He's a big kid, and he is going to get bigger because he still looks like he's 14. I mean, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, uh, he, he is, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be really, really big. And so he's about 265, 270 right now, but I think he can easily, after one year in college, end up being 310, 315. Wow. Because of his frame and, and uh, like I said, the coconut blood kind of kicks in and they get a little bit heavier. But uh, Keanu was a great kid. You know, he had a bunch of options, was w- uh, once committed somewhere else. And um, just like I said uh, before, was was a kid that uh, had a great relationship with Kalani. His parents had a great, great relationship with Kalani. And, um, you know, he was uh, a kid that came all the way down to the wire, decided to, to pick us because he f- it felt right for him, felt like home. And we're we're happy to have him. Yeah, Pac-12 schools, not to get specific, were really high on Keanu now at BYU. Another all-name team guy here, Handsome Tanielu, who is a big personality not only on the field but off the field as well at 6'2", 305 pounds from Snow College. Yeah, he, he's like 390 now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he's, he's, uh, he's bigger now, and I think that he's going to end up playing – um, over you know probably around three ten or something um, because he's just a big human being. He's really really wide. He's big. He's he's a plugger, athletic. He moves really well for for his size, um, and he, he'll he'll be familiar with, with some of the things that we've been doing because of uh, his experience at the JC level, um, playing inside D tackle in a in a four down four down system, um, and a great recruiter for us. He's he's been awesome off the field for us, helping out with other kids that we've been recruiting and. Just a good ambassador for the program. And real quick, he uh, originally thought to be enrolled this semester is not, but will enroll in spring. That's the plan, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, Max Tooley, a defense back, six two from Bountiful. Max Tooley is a violent player. I'm sure you're going to pull up his highlights, but he is very, very violent. And I love kids who are violent. And this, this kid is big. He's physical. He's violent. He comes from a great school with a great head coach, who's who's. Uh, Tough on him, tough on his kids as far as the kids that he's coached in the past, and uh, you know, bountiful kids for some reason with Coach Wall there have always um, been been good tough players. And I've had a couple teammates that were from Bountiful, and um, you know, I think Coach Wall does a good job. But we're really excited about uh, Max, um, one of the one of the best players in the state. Yeah, between Drew Jensen and Max Tooley, the number one and two safeties uh, in Utah, according to Scout.com. And it just gets better in the defensive backfield with Troy Warner, now part of the Warner Brothers, as has been dabbed by uh, BYU Sports Nation fans. What does Troy Warner do that makes him so unique and such a good fit at BYU? Another lengthy kid, athletic. Um, you know, we, we think just from what we've seen so far, he can play corner or safety for us in, in the system that we're going to be doing. And so um, his ability to be <clears throat> be that type of player is is going to be huge, as well as contributing on special teams. But also, he's a he's a great kid. He's a he's, you know as I've gotten to know him these last couple of weeks, he's a really really sweet spirit. Lo- love the kid. We'll ask Ty about uh, him on offense coming up as well. Last but not least, Chris. No, don't, 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 don't oh. ask Ty. Oh. He's, he's staying bad. on our side of the ball. <laughs> Kalani, Kalani yelled out when he was announced, he can play offense too. He, he so. can, but doesn't mean he will. <laughs> We're going to keep him. Chris Wilcox, last but not least, defensive back 6'2", 175. Ed Lamb was really high on him in the press conference. Yep, yep. Love, love him. Great kid, great personality. Um, you know, he came on his trip with his parents and, and, uh, he did a great job on his on his trip. It told, told a lot about the type of kid that he was and how he was raised, um, high academics and all this stuff. But another rangy secondary kid that can run. I mean, he can fly. So we're we're happy to have him as well. You like to use the word violent. Is the BYU defense going to be rated R this fall? Is that <laughs> what you're inferring? Or PG-13 or something? Hey, between the whistles, man. Between the whistles, we need to be violent. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep everything within the rules of, of the game. But... I mean, we want everything to be violent and fast and just we want to get after it. No Elisa Tuiaki, the defensive coordinator at BYU. We appreciate the insight into each and every one of these defensive recruits, Coach. Uh, come back and do it again soon. All right. Thank you. Oh, try on the blue goggles, by the way. Oh, Kalani, yeah. We Kalani, need, yeah he, that was a request of the head this coach. This deal? Yeah. <laughs> this makes me look like Shonuff from, uh, I don't know if you guys watched that back in my day. I don't know. What? Shonuff. Shonuff? Yeah. 
I don't know. You guys don't know? No. No, with Bruce Leroy and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. I'll look it up Who's the, the master? Yes. No? I have four older sisters. Yes. I grew up with all that stuff. <laughs> I'm the Absolutely. Time okay. <laughs> but you look fantastic, Coach. Thank you. There you go. Eliza Tuiaki with us. Up next, the offensive coordinator, Ty Detmer, joins us. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jaron Jordan live on National Signing Day from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, download the podcast. You can always see it rebroadcast on BYU TV's DVR function. And tomorrow night, live, 9 Eastern time, BYU and St. Mary's on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Huge game for the Cougars, and it's the first game for the Gales outside of the state of California. So maybe the first true road test for St. Mary's. Another man who was there front row to see BYU beat Pepperdine on Saturday night and be welcomed by that crowd was BYU's new offensive coordinator, Ty Detmer, the Heisman Trophy winner. Coach, what was that moment like for you, essentially coming out of the tunnel again, but as a coach? It was uh, it was different, you know. I mean, uh, you know, you're part of it now, and uh, so it was great to have that reaction. I just hope we still have that reaction in September <laughs> after <laughs> after a few games under our belt. But uh, no, it, it's great, you know. I think uh, the fans are excited, you know, and obviously, you know, that we're here. But uh, more than anything, you know, it, it feels like you're coming back to a secure spot that means a lot to you. You know, it's it's great to be back. There's a lot to talk about with this offense. Let's go over these guys, and then we'll talk a little bit about that. But let's start with Clark Barrington, an offensive lineman, 6'6", from uh, Spokane Valley, Washington. Yeah, you know, a few of these linemen, you know, kind of came on our radar late. And uh, Clark's one of those guys that I think just really gained some size his senior year and and dominated. You know, we watched uh, his junior film, and then you put on a senior film, and you can see a big difference. And so some of these guys that play O-line develop as they go. And so, you know, some of them don't get the offers early as a junior that a lot of other guys get. But uh, Clark's an athletic kid. He's playing basketball. He's got the frame we're looking for, and he finishes blocks. I mean, you know, he played D-line, so you see some athleticism there on him. Um, and so at tackle position, you need those guys that can play on the edge and have good feet and can have that big wingspan, and Clark's one of those guys. And is he a play right away or a mission guy? Or? Clark's going on a mission, yep. so you know he'll have a couple years to kind of hopefully he doesn't lose too much weight, uh, come back and get ready to go. Now, Clark might not be blocking for a guy like Sione Finau this year, but Finau is a guy that has been explained to us by a number of coaches. Just I keep hearing the word quickness, lateral movement, quickness from the 5'11", 170-pound running back out of Kearns. Yeah, he's a great kid. You know, his family are huge BYU fans, and uh, we had some great visits with them. But, you know, he's a guy that can make you miss in a small area, you know, and so you, you hear quickness and you hear explosiveness. But, you know, he'll have to put a little weight on, but that'll come with time. And uh, he'll be a mission first kid, too, that, you know, get away and, and serve the Lord and, and come back and uh, be ready to go. But but he's one of those guys that, you know, you can get him in space. He runs well between the tackles, and, and he'll make people miss. So uh, we're excited about him. JT Gentry, an offensive lineman, 6'5", from uh, Littleton, Colorado, Columbine. Yeah, JT, another one of those guys that uh, will be on a mission first and, and really – Gained a lot of weight his senior year, gained a lot of strength on his bench press, uh, has really put the work in, played for a high-level team in Colorado. And, you know, we were fortunate to, to kind of get on him late in the game as well, you know, where schools kind of, you know, you fall through the cracks because they're watching your junior film. And uh, we were fortunate to have some scholarship opportunities uh, open up that, you know, JT became a guy that, that we really liked his film because he's, you know, he's nasty, finishes blocks. He's, he's one of those guys that will get in there and just root them out. And, uh, we're looking for those kind of guys. First quarterback to be discussed with Ty Detmer is Jaron Hall, 6'1", 195, out of Maple Mountain High School in Spanish Fork. This is a guy that Dewey Gray very energetically expressed. Imagine <laughs> Russell Wilson, but faster. What do you get with Jaron Hall? Uh, Jaron's a great kid. I mean, he's got the leadership qualities. Uh, he understands the game. He's uh, He can throw it as well as anybody in the state. And, and we, uh, you know, we're fortunate he was already committed and, and uh, obviously, you know, had 
had to kind of keep that going when we came in. But he's, uh, you know, he's got the athleticism to be able to get out of trouble. He's not one of those guys that's going to be a run first guy, but he definitely has the skills to extend plays, uh, scramble and, and pick up yardage on his own. And, and, uh, he's played some big time football the last few years and, and we're excited to have him. He's been targeted for a long time, so it's cool to actually talk about him today. Caden Hawes, offensive lineman, 6'2", from Little, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. I believe his favorite meal is pancakes from his film. He, is, <laughs> he was awesome. He's got a great uh, low center of gravity. You know, the kids can squat over 600 pounds. And, oh. and uh, you know, just kind of, you know, when he came on his visit, he's not one of those kids that's real, uh, uh, you know, kind of clown around and all those things. He's all business, and uh, it shows when he plays. You know, he's, uh, we were, you know, we were fortunate to to be able to get with, with Caden late in the game as well. And, I mean, he's a guy that he's going to come in. Uh, he may stay a semester he we're still working out the details on whether he'll go on a mission but uh he's got everything you're looking for in a center and has played at a high level at that position for a number of years now so he will be a center at BYU as well he will be a center and uh you know he's he's one of those guys that you know is going to be an anchor on that offensive line and he's played it and played at a high level the last few years Aleva Hifo is an interesting guy because he can play both sides of the ball, listed as a wide receiver, 5'10", 170, and he's also got that explosive dynamic on special teams as well. He does. You know, he's a guy that gets to full speed quickly. You know, there's some guys that kind of build up to it, and uh, when you watch his film, you know, he's at full speed within the first five yards and makes it tough on guys. Uh, you know, we talked with uh, Tuiaki about whether to have him on the offensive side or defensive side. I think we won this one for now uh, but he is a guy that you know he can he can play anywhere for you offensively he's played in the backfield he's played wide out he's played slot receiver he just has a natural feel for the game and then that explosiveness that you look for we're talking offense but we got to throw in the uh, special teams guy somewhere so Skyler South and one of the best kickers in the country signs with BYU yeah, we're hoping he can be an offensive weapon for us. You know, a, a guy like that can, uh, you know, change uh, the course of the game with a, a long field goal here or there, and not having to punt when you got a, an opportunity to kick a fifty-yarder. You know, he's he's one of those guys that the ball just uh, takes off when it hits his foot, and he's also a punter, kickoff specialist. He can do it all. So, you know, he's a very versatile guy that that hopefully uh, offensively we can uh, take advantage of. Four-star Army All-American set a Utah State record with 20 made field goals in the 2015 season. We have kind of a running joke between some of the former BYU football players and us here on BYU Sports Nation about kickers, and uh, the hashtag is punters or kickers are people too. What's your stance on kickers and punters, Ty? Uh, I love those guys. You know, they can <laughs> change the field position for you. They can, uh, you know, uh, keep you keep you on that other end of the field. Field a lot of times and then you know you're trying to score points so if a guy can make that many field goals hopefully he scores a lot of points for us but hopefully they're extra points <laughs> <laughs> up next back to the offensive line at a cool six seven three hundred ten pounds is lisala tai uh, he's been described as a monster, and I, looking at his size, it's it's hard not to want to call him that. Yeah, you know, he's one of those guys that uh, will go on a mission first, but, you know, a lot of times you're looking at these linemen two or three years down the road hoping that they get to his size, and he's kind of coming in that size, you know. Uh, obviously, you know, continue to, to work on the skill set and things, but you can't teach size, and uh you know, he's one of those guys with a huge wingspan and frame that, you know, we're, we're excited to be able to, to get him out there and see what he can do in a couple of years. Jonah Trineman, he looks like an impact uh, receiver right away as a JC guy. Yeah, you know, JC guys are great. Jonah's uh, been around Provo his whole life, played at American Fork, uh, just a great personality, uh, you know, exciting player. He's a guy that we feel like can come in and stretch the defense right away and, and give us uh, some speed down the field. You know, if teams want to come and play press man, they're going to have to be able to jam him at the line, and, and he's one of those guys that can do a lot of things for you. You know, he's he can take a, a short, quick screen like you see on TV there uh, a long way. And uh, he's explosive type of player that, you know, he's got a chance to come in and be able to, to be an impact type of player for us. Uh, obviously, you know, get caught up to speed on it all, but he's got all the tools you're looking for. I mean, this guy can run, he can jump, he uh, is catching the ball really well. And we're excited Jonah's going to be joining us this fall. 
He had quite a run as a special teams player at Snow College as well. Will that translate up to BYU? Yeah, I mean, that'll be for the coaches to decide. But, you know, uh, like I said, if he gets the ball in his hands at any point on the field, he's got the, the opportunity to take it the distance with his speed. Up next, tight end 6'3", 225 pounds out of Fort Mill, South Carolina, a guy that uh, whose father you know pretty well. He played with him at BYU, Peter Tuipolotu. The, the man is Hank Tuipolotu. Uh, how much will he be involved as a tight end in this uh, new look BYU offense? Well, we you know we'd love to get a tight end going, and uh, Hank's one of those guys that's played at a high level there in South Carolina. His mom played basketball here at BYU, so you know the the athletic genes are there, and, and Hank's a kid that's been around it his whole life, and so uh, he has a knack for finding you know holes in the defense, um, you know, able to. to He's athletic enough that he can win one-on-one opportunities as well. So, you know, he gets the ball in his hands. He's tough to tackle and and just, uh, you know, a natural athlete that you're looking for at that tight end position. Elisa Tuiaki's gone, so we can talk about this. Uh, Troy Warner on offense, what kind of option could he be? You know, Troy's a special player. You know, he uh, he's one of those guys that can be dangerous with the ball in his hands, whether it's on an interception or whether it's a guy we just, you know, put out there and hand it to or throw it to. So, um, you know, as a, a coordinator, you know, you want guys that can – can threaten the defense, and he's one of those guys. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what that role looks like for him. But uh, we know his capabilities, both sides of the ball, and and if it helps the team win, and and he's the best guy for that spot, he'll probably have an opportunity to play a little bit there. Now we're a couple weeks or about a month away from uh, spring football. How much of the playbook have you put together already? We've uh, we've kind of got the route tree in, and you know the basics are in. Um, you know now it's a matter of formations and installing, and how we want to go about that process. So the next few weeks will really be geared towards uh, how our spring ball will look and the things we want to see if our guys can do. You know this will be a big evaluation period for a lot of guys on the team to see what we will be able to do come August. So I'm excited about that and and uh, looking forward to that opportunity. I know that you come from a big coaching family with your dad, Sonny, and your brother, Coy, as well. How much advice or what kind of advice are they giving to you as you begin your new adventure here? Well, it's been good. You know, uh, Coy just accepted a head coaching job down at Mission High School where he played high school football. And so we're all kind of back to where it all started for us one point or another. And so, uh, you know, my dad's been excited and, and uh you know, he, he feels like I'm ready for this opportunity and, and uh, you know, been real supportive. And so, you know, the, the whole family is excited with things that are happening for all of us at this time. Ty, on behalf of everyone, everyone's excited about this with you, <laughs> right? Everyone's excited. Um, I, I want to ask you this, too. Some people cater their offense to uh, the personnel, and some people say, we're just going to run this scheme. you got to relate to that scheme. What's your take on it? My take is to relate your offense to your personnel. You know, if we don't have a true tight end, a guy that we feel comfortable with, we may be in more three, four receiver type of sets. So, um, you know, the coaches I really enjoyed playing for were guys that, you know, got feedback from the players, uh, evaluated the players and said, okay, this is what we feel like you can be most successful with, let's give you those opportunities. And so that's my mentality going in is let's see what our guys can do. Uh, You know, we've got more options to choose from, and we've got some talented players that can do a lot of things. So I'm pretty confident we'll be able to, to do what we'd like to do, but at the same time, let's really focus on the things that they can be best at. BYU photo captured uh, one of uh, the iconic moments from this morning with you chatting with Lavelle Edwards, your old coach. What was that like for you in the student-athlete building to have Lavelle there and, and then just kind of have – you know, a new role under your belt. Oh, it's great. You know, uh, he's been in the office before and, and had an opportunity to talk to him about this whole whole deal. And, uh, you know, a guy that I love and uh, really respect and appreciate the way he did things. And, and he really set the table for our coaching staff's mentality. You know, we wanted to be that family atmosphere where the, the players want to be around us and want to be around the coaches and, and be around the facility. And uh, that's the way Lavelle was. You know, he, he wanted guys around, and and it's that home away from home, you know. And so uh, I really appreciated that mindset that he established for us as players and, and hope to emulate that for our guys right now. Uh, if any of one watched the press conference, they know uh, this next reference. Do you want to talk about any of the walk-ons <laughs> here at BYU? <laughs> I 
Uh, no comment. <laughs> Do you want Reno Mahe to ask you about I would prefer anything? if Reno Mahe would never come to another press conference again. I probably won't. That probably will happen, but he won't. Yeah. Oh, so good. We, we it's play good that times, same game. You know? I mean, I, you know, there's things that I'm still learning, I mean, about the college uh, recruiting trail and what you can and can't do. And so, you know, I gave uh, – I've been giving Ben Cahoon some, a bunch of crap about a comment mm-hmm. he made earlier in the year, and so it comes back to bite you every yeah. time, you know. And, I just need to keep my mouth shut. Tivers of the world. If you ever need, hey, if you ever need some some teammates, you come to Studio B, Ty. All right? <laughs> get the go. muscle against <laughs> those guys. Studio B. Yeah. Uh, last thing, and this is also a request from your uh, head coach, Kalani Sitake. He wants to know how the world looks through the blue goggles, Ty. So can you can you sport, don the blue goggles? Well, it, it made the mustache go away from a few weeks ago, right? <laughs> I mean, so... <laughs> Not Luckily too bad. For everybody, I mean, right? we're, we're all uh, wearing blue, and uh, you know things look a lot better through blue right now. Absolutely, <laughs> we're all on board. No mustaches, nothing weird. No walk-ons, nothing. Ty, always a pleasure. We appreciate your time. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now that, go get some rest. Uh, that's right. That, that one walk-on did get his name mentioned. Oh my though, which goodness! Was awesome. It's it's over. It's done. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it anymore. Talk about what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Stay with us. We wrap up this signing day special next. I was an academic (laughs) walk-on. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It is National Signing Day. And we're just getting a big week started on BYU TV. That's right. Tomorrow we'll recap the best of BYU football signing day. What a show and what a day it's been. Blaine Fowler will join us tomorrow and we'll preview BYU and St. Mary's. Oh, yeah. That game's happening, too. Game of the century! Seriously, it is the most important game of the year for BYU basketball to date. Absolutely. And it's been a blue goggle day, by the way. Which, by the way, should we give them the rise and shout? Absolutely. Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to the blue goggle wearing coaching staff oh, and sorry. players. This. Yeah, Shaka. They, yeah, yeah, Shaka. They've been they've been fantastic. Like recapping all those guys, breaking it down. Uh, Ty apparently didn't like the mustache either, and neither did I. You know, it's great to have those guys in <laughs> Hashtag studio. rest in peace. And we, ha- we now have mustache. blue goggle avatar possibilities with uh, Ty Detmer, Dave Rose, Kalani Sataki. This is for you, the people. We are a show for <laughs> the people. <laughs> oh, what a day. It's been a fantastic day for BYU athletics and BYU football. Thanks to Kalani Sataki, Ty Detmer, and Lysa Tuiaki, everyone on our crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand, BYUSN.com, audio podcast on iTunes. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to York Frierson. Throwing it back. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow on a game day. Sounded like Ned Ryerson. <laughs>